Hello and welcome to the Christmas Midway Break MHG podcast. Life could be a little bit miserable. Life could be a little bit dull. Um, especially if you didn't get your presents that you wanted. Uh, but we're here, not to bring your presents, kind of full presents, but we're here to bring you a little bit of life. No, a little bit of life. Jesus Christ, a little bit of joy, a little bit of life. I've had too much sherry. Hi, Brad. I'm joined by Stu. How was the trifle, Stu? Uh, the trifle was amazing. God, I wish I could eat trifle. Oh, my God, that'd be so good. Oh, my wife makes this trifle, which is like the base, right, is brownies, right? Now, that's like just the most amazing base already, and you're kind of done, but it's a Black Forest trifle. So it's like the base is, is brownies that have had some like uh, cherry kirsch in them as well. Then it's like a chocolate custard and then like the, the usual kind of, you know, creamy stuff. And then a load of black chocolate chippings and uh, cherries on the top. It's just the most amazing thing you've ever eaten and I can't eat it anymore. Hooray. Well, there you go. Well, I'm going to sound like a, uh, a right-wing gammon and go, you can't beat a traditional trifle, sherry trifle. Oh, oh, they are pretty right. fantastic. I have to give it to them. But I can't eat them anymore, not because of diabetes, um, even though I shouldn't, but my name's dead. That sounded funny the way you put that then. No, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't meant to be all like serious. In, in but it is the reason. I can't, I've never had a trifle as good as my name's. Um, and it's just like yeah. every time I have a trifle now, it's like, oh, that's all right. Yeah. Stop me dad's though. Oh, oh, oh. my dad's dead, the selfish. Yeah, that um, is terribly yeah. selfish. Yeah. Um, anyway, we forgot the big news. What's that? I can't believe that we was all wrong, Stu. And on Christmas Day, God came down and proved categorically he was real and that we should all hate the gays, the women, the trans, and everyone that's not, you know white middle-aged male i can't believe god came and proved that to us all no no what yeah. a shocking week it was oh yeah what was what was uh less surprising was that even though that news came out that white men were still pissed off about things for some reason yeah yeah it's because god was arabic <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just promotes white men he's not actually a white man himself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's a bit like rishi really Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good good, good, good catch. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, in case you hadn't guessed, we're recording ahead of time. We don't know what happens at Christmas. If that actually does happen and this ends up being a historically inaccurate podcast, then I'm sorry to everybody. Um, yeah. We're going to get through this one quickly. Look, it's between Christmas and New Year. No one wants to listen to us. I don't want to listen to us. Me, my voice, anything. I don't want that. Let's get through. We've got a game each. Not even going to segue. Stu, what have you been playing? I've been playing something a little bit slightly towards the outer edges of my comfort zone, as it were. And it's called Hollow Cocoon. And it's a, basically a Japanese set um, horror game. And, you know, it's in that kind of style of, I suppose, Siren a little bit. It's, it's kind of, it's a first person horror adventure type thing. Yeah. Where you, uh, well, I won't spoil. I won't even spoil the premise too much because it's all part of the richness of the kind of experience. Um, visually, it looks very Shenmue, but yeah, obviously, like very far ahead in the future of uh, of how how Shenmue looked at the time. But it's got that rural Japanese look to it, uh, exploring uh, a small town and you know small uh, little um, Japanese homes and stuff. Let's, uh, I won't again. I won't go too far because we'll get into spoiler territory. But it's definitely got that vibe, and it starts off 
building atmosphere, you know, gently and quietly. And then it really kind of ramps up and gets properly scary. And I'm, I'm a bit like you. I'm not as, like, Teflon-coated when it comes to scares as you. Um, I can get scared, uh, you, as your Superman, when it comes to the horror, <laughs> horror genre. Um, super person! <laughs> yeah, there you go, super person. Yeah, you found my real trigger there, Stu. So, um, yeah, no, no, you see, if you inherited the mantle of Kavel, you would be Superperson, but uh, I was saying that you are akin to Superman. Um, the, oh, okay. The character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, we cleared that up. But, um, yeah, so uh, it, it suddenly sort of all kind of, you know, kicks off. And the things that it's been building towards over the course of, not a long time, you know, just like 45 minutes or so, start coming to a head. Uh, really nicely done. Really nicely done. And, yeah, it's it's very creepy. Really excellent aesthetic. Uh, it's got, it's kind of very clever in the way it picks together certain elements that it's put together early on so that they start to, it, it's almost like, um, you think of it like a like a control desk where you start like pushing one of the sliders up on one of the sides and then slowly drawing down one of the sliders on the other side. They're kind of playing you like a like a puppet master like that. So yeah, I'm about an hour in and it's not a very long game. Um, I've not had a chance to play it more than that. But at the moment, it's like hitting all the right beats for me. And it's there's no it's there's no kind of like action per se. You know, it's more of a um, mystery adventure. like walking sim style thing than it is you know anything where you have any real kind of massive autonomy or anything but um if that sounds like you might be interested have a quick look at uh, a video of it see if you like the look and then if if you do pull the trigger and tell us what you think of it because i'm uh, i'm really intrigued by it at the moment it's very good yeah i'm looking at footage now and yeah it's it looks interesting um it's got what i really like about it um, from some of the videos, is your, your, your person that's wandering around has got a torch and they're going through uh, darkly lit corridors. Uh, but there seems to be like natural light in there, so you can actually still see where you're going hmm. outside of just that, that one little ray of torch bit that you get in games. They seem to have done that bit well, how torches and light actually yeah. work. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. That's definitely one of the sliders I was talking about. Yeah, the, the, it's very clever that um, the, the, your determination around what's safe and what's not safe can't just be limited to what's properly there and what isn't, um, yeah. which I won't say more on than that. But it's a very clever use of it. And sometimes it goes with the trope and sometimes it subverts the trope. So whoever's put it together, they've really, you know, they're a clever bird. You know what I mean? They've really, they've really put thought into it. Yeah. Horrors need the tropes. Um, sometimes quite a, a lot of dramas need some tropes in it to work. That's why they're tropes. But if you can sub- subvert them in a way that works without it being the whole premise, then that's good. So I think you find stuff that goes, oh, look, we completely subverted these tropes in the entire body of the work. You kind of like, well, then you've just become the thing that you're satirising or, or whatever it is anyway. Yeah, so yeah. what's the point? So yeah. if you've got a good mix, that's good. Um, you mentioned that it doesn't feel like a very long game. For me, I'm glad to hear that because the worst thing about horror games and films on the whole is when they're too long. Yes. Because yeah. you lose any fear, any suspense when it's just too long. 
It's like if you what if you go into a horror film, you know it's a two and a half hour long horror film, and it's building up tension for the first twenty minutes, and then something big happens. You're like, so what are you going to do for the next hour and forty? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same with like a twenty hour horror game. It's like thirty hour horror game. You're like, well, you've done showed me all the bits now. What is it going to be this again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I to- twenty hours. Yeah, I, so, I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. If you've got the pacing and it sounds like it's got the pacing, it's, it's added to the wish list, um, and I'll pick that up in the new year. I think. Excellent. Yeah, there's another sale for them. Yep. Yep. Um, I've been playing a video game. Uh, it's always good on a video game podcast to play a video game. Chance of Sonar. I want to oh, say yeah. is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Might not be pronounced like that. Um, it's basically a game that's to do with deciphering ancient languages. You know me, Stu. I'm very good with words and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and how to pronounce them. Yeah, how to pronounce them. And you never have any issues. So a game yeah. about deciphering language, definitely right up my street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's almost as if chance... it was made for you. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's really good chance of Sonar. I've played like probably like an hour and a half of it so far. I'm only like in the first the first real bit. Uh, they basically got a series of puzzles that you have to go through like in this world and it's like point and click in places. It's actual puzzles in other places. Um, and you get given the instructions through a series of glyphs, whether that's through people talking to you, whether it's glyphs that are written somewhere um, or signs and things like that. And basically what the game asks you to do is you can use the in-game keyboard where you see a glyph and you work out, oh, this is what I think this glyph might be. So this glyph might be hello because all the characters repeat this same glyph and wave. So it must be hello. Um, And then you get like your first puzzle and the first puzzle has a lever and each the lever has two glyphs on it. And you work out, oh, right, if I do the lever... It opens. If I do it again, it closes. So I'm going to guess that the, the, this, these glyphs mean open and close. Um, you go through, you're working it out, and you get to learn how to do certain puzzles through understanding what the glyphs are. And again, you get confirmation of these by you then get like pages in this book, and it asks you to put the glyphs to the correct pictures. Um, and then when you do put the glyphs in the correct pictures, it then tells you what the the glyph actually means like the full-on term for it so where i put like oh i think this might be hello it's actually greeting and it's greetings could be hello goodbye whatever um and the open and close yep they was correct but then it goes oh there's another one which is like door and it just expands and expands and expands and expands um and you sort of like it's it's amazing the journey it takes you on but how your understanding of the language and how you can fill in the gaps with your already learned knowledge um, now there's a couple of bits I did get frustrated with through my own personal ADHD and stuff where I got a little bit stuck and I did look up uh, what the hell is this meant to be because I am really lost but I would say 99% of it is just work it out through natural deduction um, it looks stunning the colours on it are like this um, two-tone effect um, that just looks absolutely beautiful um, the story seems intriguing so far. The puzzles have been engaging. Um, the controls are really good, and it's you know it's getting an overwhelmingly positive review score on Steam as well. And it's why it kind of fell into me. And where have I missed an overwhelmingly positive puzzle game? Um, and I'm gutted that I had missed it. It's been out for 
uh, since September. Um, and it's got a beautiful soundtrack as well. The puzzles are brilliant. The, 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 just everything about it is absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think this is going to be my game that I play over most of Christmas. Oh, lovely. Yeah, no, that's great. I love it when there's a game that, like that you have as your Christmas game. You know, it's not necessarily Christmassy in any way, but you play it in the period of time. And I always got it when I'm starting getting into the Christmas spirit. I always have these like unwanted but very very welcome flashbacks of games I've played in the past, and I'm like, oh like god, yeah, like, like flashback, <laughs> um, yeah, no, and you're like kind of like, oh god, yeah, no, it's brilliant when you click with something like that, and yeah, we should we should talk about. In fact, let's just briefly talk about that now. So yeah, like one of mine is, uh, well, two actually, I'm gonna have on the same Christmas. It was Christmas 2004 when the PSP came out, and I got Ridge Racer and I got. Lumens. I had both of them over Christmas, and it was just like the best Christmas of gaming I think I've ever had. It it, it was just stunning. Oh my god, so good. And with Lumens, you start it and you look up, and then it's Boxing Day. <laughs> it takes about fifteen hours. I know it does. It's true. And I was playing it in bed, which made it even worse. Like I'd be playing it all evening, and then I'd be like, "No, I'm carrying on. I'm playing this in bed." And I'd be like, two in the morning, still playing it." Yeah. When, when did we have six kids? <laughs> <laughs> they just appeared. Yeah. What about yourself? Can you remember any that stand out? Um, see, no, I, I, I kind of switch back and forth and just play loads. But it's, um, for me, it was probably, uh, bizarrely, playing some of the launch lineup on PlayStation 4 with Lucas. It was the first time I bought a console launch. Um, and we got it for Lucas's birthday, and we were still just working through, you know, everything was still quite new, there wasn't loads out, and they're not great games, in, great in the, the overall term, but we had, like, another playthrough of Knack um, and Killzone, um, because yeah. that was about all we really had, we didn't have overly much on it, and it was just great experience, two bang average games in, in you know, the grand scheme of things, but loads of fun, but you like, you're supposed Tetris, is my my real one that I remember I have great memories of. I'd go around with Anne's house for Christmas. Because you could take my toys and all that when I was younger. But my uncle had a Game Boy. And I'd play, sit there and play Tetris all day. Um, and no one seemed to bother me. And yeah, it's, it's just such a special game. That's great any time of the year. But also at Christmas. And it's better than Lumity's. Oh, what? Well, it is. We're going to fight Objectively, it is. Oh. I love Lumidies. It's a great, great, great game, but Tetris is better. Mm, I don't know. I suppose it is objectively. It's objective as it can be. I prefer <laughs> Lumens, though. I do. Lumens does have better music until Tetris Effect. I think it's um, got better music than Tetris Effect. It has. It has. Well, yeah, yeah. because it, the, the music in Tetris Effect is inspired by Lumidies. So, Lumidies, yeah. Lumines, Lumines. See how good I am with language, too? <laughs> Master, masterclass. Yes, but yeah, I might stick it on one, one, one evening yeah. when I've got absolutely nothing on. Do it. Christmas, um, do it. And a quick shout-out to a double-A game I've been playing. Very quick shout-out, Lies of P. Um, oh, that's been a big one. That's a big sleeper this year, hasn't it? 
yeah, I, I've been, it's one I've been tempted by many, many times. Um, and I've got, um, I'm going to have to cover it properly because I got sent a code. I got rejected for code first time around for it. But apparently they've got more code in, like the PR people. So I went, oh, may I please have lies of P? And they went, yeah, of course you can. It's Christmas. Go for it. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Um, it's nice. really good. Nice. It's yeah. really good. It's, um, the Souls-like games, um, I'm okay with them. I don't mind Elden Ring and Dark Souls and stuff like that. But my favourite is Blood Bowl because it's a bit more linear. Um, it's a bit more yeah. obvious what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, don't give me too much choice. I don't like the choice um, all the time. I've got ADHD. I can't cope with that. So when you kind of go, oh, look, generally, this is the path you've got to go down. I'm like, yeah, thank you. That'll do. And this follows that. It's like, we spoke last week about how um, that... Dead Cells game thingy, op- Operation Flashpoint or whatever it was. I can't remember what he called it now. Uh, operational Gubbins. Operational. What was it called? What's this one? Sorry. Your fake Dead Cells game last week. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Oblivion Override. <laughs> That's it. Oblivion Override. Yeah. Uh, where it was like the Aldi version of it. We're not going to go and sort of call it like the Wish version. This is very much like the. Um, I'm going to say the Marks and Spencer's own brand version of Bloodborne. Right. Um, yeah, nice. It's, it, it stands with the like the best brands. Um, and arguably, I, I, I might prefer this to Bloodborne when all is said and done. I won't commit wow. to that yet. Yeah. I won't quite commit to that yet. Uh, but I had that same feeling on the first boss of this that I had with beating Father Gascoigne um, in Blood Bowl, where I, I, I struggling, 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 all of a sudden something clicked with me, and then I did it, and it was just that sense of like, get, get in, get in, that was bloody beautiful. Um, it looks visually lovely and everything as well, there's more colour to it than Blood Bowl, um, even though only slightly, and yeah, it's, it's really, really good, and I'll talk about that more in the new year. It could well be one of my games of not this year for next year. Yeah, that works. That does work. Just a, a brief PSA. I always obviously like go and check out the... Um, so I go on to Steam. There's a little peek behind the curtain for people. I go on to Steam. It's a game I don't know very well. And uh, I, I look up who the developer is. Because we when we post the show notes, I try to go for the developer, not the publisher. Because I always feel that developers yes. should get the, the plaudits, not the, not the publisher. Um and I looked them up, so I looked them up, then looked them up at Twitter, and on their splash page, they've got loads of uh, underage-looking anime girls with big knockers, and that's great. Thanks for that. Brilliant. That's what we love. And if you can't tell, I'm being very sarcastic. Yes, because, right, again, this is sometimes where someone just comes out of nowhere, right? You sort of, like, you go lies of pee, and who's it for? Well, it's for the people who make DJ Max respect. What's DJ Max respect? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's music. It's a music rhythm game with anime girls uh, that generally has been positively received by people who like that stuff, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, this like... Honestly, it's like... I don't know. It's like your local mechanic all of a sudden turning up and opening up the restaurant, but it's the best Michelin star restaurant you've ever been at. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, I like I love that Marks and Spencer analogy. That's that's definitely good. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. I'll talk about it more in the new year because it's yeah, I think it could be a special game. Uh, but I'm sorry, I slept on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sorry. Yeah. No, because you got uh, it for free in the end, so <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be. 
I'm not, I'm not sorry at all. Um, I could have done my usual, rushed out and went, oh, I've got to find a reason to have this and spent money I didn't have. Uh, but I didn't. I waited. And I'm glad I waited because I got it for free. And it's worth... For, okay, anyone who's into these sort of games, it's worth the... What is it? 50 quid it probably is. I don't even know how much it is. Uh, but let's say the 50 quid, then you probably have to pay for it. Definitely worth it from what I've played so far. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, before we go, I, I suppose we better just quickly touch on the Insomniac hack that happened. Um, worth what, mentioning. What? Oh, sorry, I kind of saw something about that, but I was too busy arguing with Joey Barton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Insomniac, so the developers of Spider-Man, you know, the Spider-Man games, and, you know, creator of Electric Boy, that we were talking about on last week's... Uh, oh, yeah, Electric Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Infamous, uh, you know, for, for those who didn't listen. Um, yeah, they got hacked, and their entire, like... Everything that they said about their partners, Sony, and everything that they've said about Microsoft and everything that they've got planned for the next decade has all been splashed all over everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty bad. But, I mean, the only takeaway that I've got from it from a gaming perspective is just how, how dull it is. <laughs> like, when people are tied to licensed games. Now, the games themselves might be really good. Like, it might be really exciting. But when you think about what, they can do that team it's kind of like how if they were off the chain and weren't being slightly constrained by you know marvel or whomever and it is marvel for like 10 years pretty much you know what would they be capable of and um that's not the worst thing to come out of this but from a gamer perspective it's a little bit sad to see it's all like wolverine and x-men games for you know all the way down so that was my mm. takeaway really. where's that another sunset overdrive would be nice yeah, or just like yeah, anything like that, or Hulk Maximum Carnage, or whatever it was called, yeah. and where they were able to get a bit experimental. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but electric, yeah, Electric oh, Boy styles. Same. Yeah, yeah, Electric Boy. Let's let's, let's Electric Boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What we'll do, we'll, we'll speak to the developer of um, your operational Dumbo Drop, or whatever it was called. Um, Oblivion, Oblivion Override. Yeah, yeah, um, and get them to make. A spiritual successor to to Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. And call it call it Operation <laughs> Drinks. Busy. I was thinking maybe like um, Sunset Underdrive or yeah, no, that's too similar. You see, we yeah. like we said right, they haven't <laughs> gone for the dead cells. You can't go too similar. True, 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 true. So that's why I'm saying Operation Drinks, Fizzy. Yeah, no, that's clever. I like it. Or if you want to put the personality, Operation Drinks Rizzy. I really yeah, like that. I want to, do you know, I want to develop a game just so I can call it that now. Oh, that'd be so good. I have, I have nothing to do with fizzy drinks or anything, but operational, Operation Drinks Rizzy. There you go. Nice. Oh, or you could just call the title of the podcast that. I know. I know I already had one lined up, but I might that might have to nick oh. it. Might have to oh. steal it with that one. Yeah. Um, see, I speak so much gibberish that I just like every sentence you can probably get a title out of like, gibberish. <laughs> it's like panning for goals, you know what I mean? It's just like, if you if you get a big enough digger and you sift in, you're going to find a lot of gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm the brute force method of finding gold in the rivers. <laughs> just to completely excavate it. Yeah, yeah. I turn up like the fucking Dallas cowboy fella, like the big, like, yeah, I'm going to get me some gold. 
gold. And they just, yeah, the whole lot just, yeah. We'll just, we'll just tear up the river. And it's, I don't know what that accent was, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, right, so very quickly, before we go and shoe size us out and I shut up, uh, coming weeks, game of the year. Uh, you know you're excited for that because you just know, right, what my game of the year this year? I can't remember what it was. Well, we've talked about it Officially. quite a lot. No, the official game of the year. What was it? Oh, Baldur's Gate. Oh, um, oh sorry. Good. What was the Game Awards game of the year? Yeah, it was yes. Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. There's a lot else. Uh, right. What we can guarantee you... Like, Baldur's Gate is a brilliant game. I don't think it's either of our games of the year. I, I'm just a bit of a spoiler. I've barely even seen it. Let alone, I'd certainly there you go. It. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, you know, you're in for something different when you listen to us. Um, and, yeah... And even I possibly even change my mind from where we are now to where we record it. I'll probably change my mind again. So what I say now could be complete bollocks. Who knows? It's always complete bollocks uh, when I speak. Um, so I think that's about time, Stu, for me to shut up now. Righto. Well, yeah, I hope everybody has a good new year. Uh, if you don't celebrate it like me, I hope you enjoy sitting inside, listening to a lot of loud fireworks when you're trying to go to sleep and shaking your fist at the windows. That's what I do. Uh, and in a sober state because I don't drink. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. But apart from that, make sure you follow all of our content and join us on Discord if you wish to chat. And apart from that, have a happy new year. Stay safe and stay sane. Stay safe and stay sane.